HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food radio supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. This episode of Cutting the Curd is brought to you by Comté Cheese Association. Comté, an iconic cheese from the Jura Mountains of France, favored by cheesemongers and cheese lovers all over the world. Find out more at comté-usa.com. That's C-O-M-T-E-USA.com. Hello and welcome to Cutting the Curd. I'm your host today, Jessica Kesselman, and I'm very excited to be talking today about one of my favorite cheeses and one of the most beautiful places I have been. It's Comte cheese and the Jura Massif. A cheese case just doesn't feel complete without Comte cheese. It's one of the most consumed AOC PDO cheeses in France, where shops generally carry more than one age of Comte, and customers purchase wedges on a weekly basis. The Jura Massif, or forest region, where Comte is produced, is home to about 2,400 dairy farms producing the milk for Comte production. The rules of production require that each cow that produces milk for Comte must have a minimum of 3.2 acres of natural pasture land to graze on. So you can imagine what the landscape is like. The natural landscape is also home to other cheese production and uh, wine production. It's also a beautiful place for recreation with lakes, and trails, and it's a destination for travelers from everywhere. In 2021, the current La Maison du Comte opened to visitors. This is a state-of-the-art interpretive center with multi-sensory installations exploring the history of Comte cheese, the region, the cheese-making process, and the animals and people behind the cheese the cows, the farmers, the cheesemakers, and the offenors. It's a love letter to a region and a cheese that you didn't know you needed. And I am so excited that my guests today are here to talk about the region's history, the cheese production, and the La Maison. Please welcome Aurelia Chimier, the Communications Director at the CIGC, which is the governing body for the Comte PDO. And we also have Jean-Louis Carbonnier. He is the representative of the Comte PDO in the United States. 
So welcome, Aurelia and Jean-Louis, to Cutting the Curd. Thank you. Thank you, Jessica. Very pleased to be with you. And I do want to mention off the top that Conte is one of the sponsors of Cutting the Curd, and we are so grateful to have your support. So I wanted to start, uh, Aurelia, if you could tell us what is the CIGC and what does this governing body for the Comte PDO do? Well, CIGC is a, a collective trade organization that was created in uh, 1963. And uh, it brings together its members, Comte milk producers, cheesemakers, affiners, and uh, it acts as their spokesperson and as a link between them and their economic, administrative, political, or scientific environment. And uh, CIGC has in, in charge functions, including promotion, defense of the members' interest, animating the association, research, and uh, oversight of the, of the Conte trade. And... Uh... Why why do you think that's so important to have this governing body? What um if you could explain a little about what PDO means and why this governing body is important. PDO means that uh, Conte cheese uh, can only be produced in a specific territory and uh, according to traditional rules used by prior generations to create the cheese. So it's very important to protect uh, the, the, the name of Comté because it's related, it's like a national patrimony. And uh, this is the main objective for CIGC. And um, the, the, uh, the museum or the, the House of Comté, uh, what what is the mission of this of this building, and what are your hopes um, that visitors will learn by visiting? Uh, the The House of Conte is um, uh, a tourism part uh, of uh, of Conte. It offers visitors uh, an immersive journey through the the country of Conte in a scenography focused on the five senses focused on play and cooperation. Uh, the proposed visit here allows you to discover both the production of Conte, its social organization, the values of Conte, the sets of rules, and its commitments. Yeah, I, I do want to, to tell everyone that I, I had the honor, and I really do feel like it was an honor to visit this summer. and. Uh, it is a beautiful building. It um, fits right into the landscape of the surrounding area. It's, um, it's a beautiful wooden building. It's open and airy. And when you first walk in to the lobby, there are um, a, a large digital displays of photographs um, of portraits of the the faces of people connected to Comte production. And um, could you tell us a little bit about these photographs and who are they? 
the photograph shows people um, the diversity of landscape we have on this large area. Uh, this area can be as well. Um, uh, in fact, in terms of uh, geography, um, the, the region of Conte is, uh, is uh, characterized by medium elevation mountains. And uh, the elevation varies between uh, 1,500 and 4,500 feet. So it it really gives different landscapes. And it was important for us to show visitors coming at one season what would be the landscape like in another season. Uh, it's, uh, It's very, very different from winter when we have snow. Uh, to spring when we have a large diversity of flora in the pasture. And in between the landscapes uh, picture, we have um, milk producers, cheesemakers, and affiners photo because uh, human is the most important thing uh, for Conte, people who make Conte. We are proud of them. They are proud of what they produce. And that's why we wanted um, them to to meet the visitors uh, when entering in the Maison du Comté, to to, to feel this importance. And, you know, it it works. I really did feel that way. And I know the people I was traveling with, we were just really, really moved by these large uh, photographs just to see these faces um, of these people who produce the cheese and and um, create uh, create this cheese, who milk the cows, who work the land, it was it was very moving. Really beautiful photographs, and we'll try to get um, some up on our uh, social media so people can see why <laughs> I am talking so much about them. Uh, so um, right off the bat, this museum is telling visitors about the heart of the story. And you've told us a little bit about the region where Comte is produced. Um, So what are some of the qualities about the land, about the Jura, that make it so good for dairy farming and cheese production? Actually, um, the the landscapes is characterized with an alternance of grazing areas and uh, forests half of which is spruce, used for aging cellars. And the specific geographic and uh, and climatic condition of the area are very favorable to the the production of quality grass. And grass is what our Montbelliard and Cimental cows eat during... during the the good season and then during the winter when they are uh, inside the barn, they eat hay produced on the pasture. So grass is the most important thing uh, for the herd in uh, in Conte. And uh, the the region benefits also from a unique cheese culture uh, rooted in the, in the centuries-old tradition of pooling milk together to craft a large-sized cheese. So the, the region is entirely dedicated to cheese production. Can you tell us a little bit about the way 
the production is organized um, in a cooperative model. Uh, and I believe there's also um, part of the requirements is the distance between the milk source and the latier, the cheese maker, correct? Correct. Um, to, to explain how it works, um, you must know that every player must respect strict rules that have been defined collectively. And uh, these rules are recorded in the, in the contest specification. And uh, it's organized around three components closely linked together. The farms, as you said at the beginning, uh, there are... Um, 2,400 farms uh, producing milk for Conte. The fruitière, which is the cooperative cheese-making facilities, and the affinage cellars where Conte mature. Um, talking about the Conte farmers, they practice an extensive farming uh, with the goal to produce high-quality raw milk and not the highest yields. But the, the specificity in Conte is that they are not only milk producers, but they are Conte producers, since the cheese belongs to them. They are active in their cooperative. They are invested in the management of the fruitière, as well as in the, in the life of the, of the Conte trade. The fruitière is a second part of the, of the filière, and it's a symbolic part uh, for Conte because it is the place where the milk producers pull their milk together and bring forth the fruit of their labor uh, through cheese making. That's why we call the, the, the cheese making facilities fruitière. And uh, the cheese management is based on a collective organization and solidarity. The cooperatives belong to the farmers and they hire a cheesemaker to transform the milk into uh, uh, first white cheese. And um, after production, the wheels are moved to local aging cellars to be looked after the affiner. Uh, they take care of the wheels during the aging process regularly turning, salting, rubbing uh, each wheel with a brine solution for four to 18 months or more. And when the cheese uh, is at its optimum to be consumed, uh, the affiner uh, ensures the distribution in France or, or abroad. Um, what is very important in the, for me in the, in the, the set of rules that every one of them are following is um, maybe the, the main point that has protected Conte for all those years is um, the distance uh, between uh, the fruitière and all the farms um, giving their milk to that fruitière to be transformed into Conte. Um, it's uh, the diameter of the circle containing the fruitière and the farms uh, delivering the milk is 25 kilometers. I think it's uh, 15.5 miles, I would say. And um, this 
protect the terroir of each fruitière. And it keeps a lot of uh, fruitière of cheesemaking facilities on the area. And, um, and this, this has been a way also to keep, you know, this, the system, like you said, the, the cooperative model endures because there cannot be one giant company that can take over the production. It really is a, um, a system that has been able to keep production um, happening in this way um, year after year after year. Can anyone become a dairy farmer for Comte production? Or is there, um, like, how, how can somebody start uh, producing milk for Comte? Is there, is there a, a way for a new farmer to come or do they need to wait until a farm becomes available? Actually, any producer uh, who is in the geographical area of the appellation and who respects the production condition can be accepted. Uh, it's very open, uh, but you have to be into this, uh, this, this cahier des charges, this official document approved by a state and European commission and proving Conte's identity, its quality, and its promise to the, the consumer. So that, that's the way it works. Right. And, and do you see farms, the dairy farms, do they often get passed down within families? Or, um, or are you seeing older farmers um, Sell, you know, passing their farms on to new to new people in the United States, we we see older farmers, um, you know, that they sometimes don't have anybody to take over, and um, this has been a challenge here. So I was curious if in the Jura, do you see a lot of people from outside the region coming? to start farming or do the farms generally stay in the family? Actually, it's um, usually uh, in the majority, it's a family transmission. But um, we also have more and more people coming from outside interested uh, in uh, joining the, the Conte production chain. Uh, Conte spirit, and its organization really attracts potential producers. Uh, the, the system of production is very dynamic and attractive. Uh, solidarity is a main uh, word uh, when producing Conte, and uh, proudness as well. And uh, giving all of this and following uh, a strict rules uh, of uh, a strict specification, uh, people in the area live from their work. They, got, they get a higher milk price than the average French price. So they can live on the area, they can be proud of what they do. And so um, they keep uh, producing milk and it's something that happened into the family, but 
also by uh, letting other people uh, entering in the in the content chain. Um, actually, in our region, uh, we can count one installation for one departure, whereas uh, the French average is rather around um, uh, one inst installation for two departure. So. We are also proud of that to to be able to keep people living on our area. So yes, you've been able to retain more yes. farmers, whereas yes. other regions are seeing right. fewer farmers coming in and more are leaving or mm -hmm. are not farming. Um, so uh, you are close to the border with Switzerland, and we know that. Over the centuries, borders of regions change. I like to say there are geographic borders, there are political borders, and then there are cheese borders. <laughs> um, and one thing I noticed in, in my visit to the area that there were old posters for Comte cheese that had pictures of Comte looking very much like Swiss uh, Emmental, um, you know, with the big classic eyes mm -hmm. uh, that we associate with a Swiss cheese. Has Comte changed over time or was it just the name? Um, Comte changed uh, over time. We have with Switzerland a, a common history uh, for making uh, large cheeses that could keep long during harsh winter. And these uh, large-sized cheeses could meet the whole family's need near, throughout the winter on the Jura Massif that could be on the French side as well on, as on the Swiss side. So um, we had uh, common cheesemakers. We had cheesemakers coming from Switzerland. So the, the history is uh, the same at the beginning. Um, the border with Switzerland has always been as it is today, uh, the highest point of the Jura Montaigne, uh, with one French part and one Swiss part. Uh, then, uh, over the year, uh, some uh, technology uh, changes for for Conte. Actually, when, when you talk about um, uh, the holes in the cheese, uh, they appear during uh, fermentation under the effect of heat. In the past, heat was used a lot for fermentation, uh, but now we have uh, fattier cheeses and longer ripening, partly in cold cellars, and uh, th these two points uh, have made Conte evolve uh, into what it is today, uh, with no eyes or one or two eyes uh, in the cheese. That's I I love that. I think that's one one of the things that people enjoy so much about cheese and get so excited about. Um, besides eating it, is just the science behind it. Um, and the way that climate and environment and um, and the craft of cheesemaking all interact. It's fascinating to me. Uh, so we are going to take a short break. 
to have a word from our sponsor and uh, we will be right back to talk more about Conte. This episode of Cutting the Curd is brought to you by Conte Cheese Association. Conte Cheese Association represents the Conte PDO, Conte Protected Designation of Origin in the USA. Conte is a raw milk cooked pressed cheese from the Jura Mountains of France. There, every day, 2,500 family farms deliver milk to over 150 local cheesemaking facilities, or fruitiers. This milk must be transformed into Conte within 24 hours of milking to preserve the lactic microflora in the milk, ensuring the cheese's aromatic potential. About 105 gallons of milk are required to craft a single wheel of Conte. Conte takes time to acquire its flavors in the affinage cellars. After eight months of aging by dedicated affineurs on average, each wheel of Conte is graded and shipped to market. No wheel of Conte is the same. Its flavors speak to the pastures where the cows grazed, the season in which it was made, the particular craftsmanship of the cheesemaker, and the time spent in the aging cellar. Therefore, every wheel of Conte is unique. Learn more about Conte, an iconic cheese from the Jura Mountains of France, favored by cheesemongers and cheese lovers all over the world. Find out more at Conte-USA.com. That's C-O-M-T-E-USA.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new series on Heritage Radio Network called The Culinary Call Sheet, where we give a peek into the back kitchen of culinary media. I'm your host, April Jones. And I'm your co-host, Dara Bresnitz. Part of why we started this show was to offer an unofficial mentorship for anyone who is interested in learning about all aspects of food and video, whether that's TV, social media, online, or just something you want to do for fun. Absolutely. What was once niche or a little silly, as I'm sure you remember, Darren, when we started out. Yes, ma'am. Has now become such a massive playing field for so many creatives using food as the medium. It's something that has driven us professionally and personally for so many years. What excites me the most about this show is that we're going to sit down with some of the industry leaders to hear how they made it and what drew them into this industry. With 20 years in the culinary production game ourselves, we're hoping we can give, through these conversations, an insider's view into personal stories from the field, as well as an in-depth behind-the-scenes look into some of the most popular food programming in today's evolving culinary media landscape. We'll be covering everything from how to style your food, to how to license IP, to developing your own ideas, and some tips from the masters of how to host your own show. Yeah, it's a little bit of conversation, how to, and how do you do the things that you do in culinary media, which I'm so excited about. I love so many of the guests that are coming on this season. We have talent from Food Network, from Vice Media, Eater, Refinery29. We've met some of the best people in the world, both in front of and behind the camera. And we're bringing them all together to share their stories, their delicious adventure, and their unique journey into this crazy world. 
So to be the first to hear our episodes when they launch this fall, go to wherever podcasts are streaming and hit subscribe and make sure to give us a follow at the Culinary Call Sheet on Instagram. And we're back. Thank you so much again for joining us during this discussion about Conte cheese. And I'm here with uh, my wonderful guests, Aurelia Chimier from the uh, governing body for the Comte PDO in France. And we also have with us Jean-Louis Carbonnier, who is a representative of the Comte PDO in the United States. And um, we uh, are so excited to have you on, both of you, to talk about Comte cheese because I want to make sure that we talk about the Comte scholarship. This is a fascinating opportunity for uh, people in the United States with the American Cheese Society, um, certified cheese professionals, to, uh, it's their chance to go over and visit uh, the Jura and to see firsthand a lot of what we are talking about today. Jean-Louis, can you tell us about the Comte Scholarship? Yeah, of course, with pleasure. So, um, first of all, this Comte Scholarship um, is the result of um, our uh, work with the American Cheese Society. And a uh, number of years ago, probably about 10 years ago, the, um, this organization um, well, realized that there was a real need to, 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 to try and establish some form of certification for people in the cheese trade, and especially people who work in cheese stores or um, cheese distributors. And um, from the beginning, we, we were involved, with, and um, this is a project that we followed with great attention um, because eventually it led to the creation of this um, certificate called um, CCP, uh, certification or certified cheese professional and it allows so people work in the trade to have a, um, a, a diploma if you will that which represents a set of, of skills and knowledge about cheese um, you know in if you look at the history um, in France you'll see that um, the cheesemongers and people in the trade have are part of a real profession. You know, they train, they take diplomas. This is a very well recognized uh, a profession. When you go to a cheese store um, in in France, or if you go even to the cheese counter in French uh, supermarkets, the consumer can deal with people who know something about the cheese, who know how to cut the cheese who know how to select it and maintain it. It's very important. Um, in the US, um, it, it, we're not there yet, you know? So this, uh, these efforts uh, with the American Cheese Society are really helping making the cheesemonger somebody who has a, um, somebody who can advise the consumer, somebody who can help the development of, of uh, especially artisan, traditional cheeses in the U.S. market. Um, so from our standpoint, um, as part of our um, uh, collaboration and support of this project, we established 
an annual competition for the newly uh, certified CCPs. Uh, I mean, truth be told, uh, the, the contest remains open to other CCPs, but the goal is mostly to, um, to be an incentive for, for those people who are taking the certificate to, um, you know, to enter this program. And from our perspective, we offer um, this, this small competition. It's an essay competition. Um, to, and the winner of this competition uh, wins a, a trip to, uh, to the Conte region where they can you know, discover what Conte is all about, of course. Um, we also give the winner a, a small stipend of $750, which they can use uh, for their trip or for, um, you know, for other goals, really. Um, but the idea is to show them Conte, of course, but also, I think for many of them, an opportunity to, to see firsthand uh, a special universe of, uh, of cheesemaking, um, for, for them to understand the system of, of PDO, of, of protected designation, designations of origin, and understand how all the players are, in fact, behind all these uh, specifications. Um, and frequently, we also uh, invite uh, this person to meet with a French cheesemonger um, to, to have an exchange about, you know, how, how they do it in France. And, you know, the, the goal is not to, 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 the goal is really to share experiences and to uh, inspire people in their work um, in, in, uh, in the world of cheese. And uh, this year is, I believe, is the 10th year of the scholarship. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, it's correct. And uh, do you have details on uh, what, um, what is involved in applying for the scholarship? They write an essay, correct? Yes, they write an essay. Um, there is a form that people can download on, um, um, on, our, on our website uh, at conte-usa.com with all the details. You know, it's, it's, it's very simple, really. It's very simple. It's... Um, I should say absolutely foolproof. Yes, it is. Um, I have to say it is definitely the trip of a lifetime. It is just wonderful. You may get to meet uh, Aurelia. You will meet Jean-Louis uh, and you will visit the Maison du Comte. Um, speaking of the going back for a minute about the Maison and um, and its purpose, um, I wanted to uh, remind people, you know, this is this is a region you can go and visit and explore and definitely make sure you put a visit to uh, La Maison du Comte on your um, itinerary. But um, Aurelia, what what do you think drives the the love for Comte um, uh, in France? Uh, what is it about this cheese that um that makes it so popular and and I do want to say I noticed there is definitely um more availability of this cheese um at different ages in France that we don't get to have here we usually see it more aged um but what is it about about this cheese that you think makes people so um 
so excited that they come to visit. Conte is, is really a national patrimony. So that, that's interesting to discover what's behind Conte, um, to, to meet all the people who make Conte. For that, we have a, a, a tourism program called Les Routes du Conte. Uh, Les Routes du Conte, it's first La Maison du Conte. Uh, you've told about the, the museum before, but it's also uh, farms, richer and aging sellers opening their doors for visitors. And um, the, the itineraries that uh, we propose on the, on the website um, can, can take you through restaurants, market, regional food producers, and uh, it really permits people visiting the area to, to meet the people who make Conte every day. And I think that's what makes Conte uh, so important. We have no problem to show what we do in total transparency and uh, with, with a, a great proud. And for people visiting us, it's always surprising and a, a great moment shared with, uh, with our actors. Um, after that, I would say that Conte is uh, also um, an easy cheese to appreciate. It's uh, very versatile. It's characterized by a broad aromatic diversity. You can have lactic aromas, milk, butter, cream, uh, when you taste a uh, young Conte. Uh, you can have fruitier aromas like nuts, um, apricot, citrus, um, white chocolate. When you taste uh, a Conte between 10 and 14 months. And if you like stronger cheese, stronger taste, uh, you will love um, uh, aged Conte with uh, uh, roasted onions, aromas, or um, uh, dried nuts, or things like that. So its taste and its texture suits any palate uh, in France and in the world. What is the international market like for Conte? Uh, outside of France, where is the most Conte sold? Um, we have about 10% of the production um, exported. Uh, the, the, the main country is um, Belgium and uh, Germany. They are very close to France and uh, we have the um, same kind of gastronomy. Um, then uh, we have UK, US. Spain and Japan. Very interesting. So, so you you can see that it can be appreciated every <laughs> everywhere, and uh, it it's. I it, noticed it, Italy is not on that list. <laughs> no, no, we have actually. You can find a little bit of Conte mm -hmm. in Italy. We don't want to compete other very nice pedio cheeses. Right. Interesting. Very interesting. And um, do you have a preference of uh, flavor profile or age of Comte that you like? Uh, I like them all. Uh, I, you will tell me that <laughs> it's normal I say that, but n not at all. It depends on the moment of the day. 
and it depends right. on the pairing I will make. Um, Do you have any for, for general consumption? I I would like a um, twelve months old Conte. It, it would be my preferred one, but um, with a hint of uh, vanilla or with um, chutney, I will like a younger one. And uh, sometimes with uh, older Conte, I will have some. Uh, yellow wine jam on it. I will have spices that are more powerful, like a hint of curry is very nice on Conte as well. So it depends on the moment, really. Interesting. I I am sensing that people will start doing um, some cheese and spice pairings uh, because the idea of vanilla and... and um, Pairing with curry sounds really intriguing to me. I think I'm going to have to start exploring that. Um, I did want to ask you um, about uh, the the climate um, and climate change with Comte production because this summer we know that um, the there was a decision uh, the Salers producers. Um, halted production for the first time because of the drought conditions. And um, we've heard about the heat waves and the fires in France. Did, um, did, uh, was there an impact to where you are? And um, in general, how is climate change um, impacting uh, Comte farmers and production? Uh, for sure, Comte has, uh, has been affected by the drought this summer. But um, the difference with Salers is that um, Salers is a seasonal production based only on grass. And uh, if there is no grass, there is no Salers, and the milk is transformed into um, Cantal Fernier with cows fed on hay. Um, that's what we did for Conte. Uh, the milk producers have adapted uh, the, the, the feeding of the Montbéliard cows. And since there was uh, no grass in the pasture, they gave them uh, a part of the hay that had been harvested for the winter. And uh, that makes the, the, the milk production decrease a little bit during this summer. And uh, that's why there will be less Conte produced in August than in previous years. But since um, uh, at the beginning of September, rain was back, uh, it's, uh, it's incredible that uh, the grass has grown back uh, very fast and the dairy cows can be in the meadows again eating fresh grass. So it was a, a really uh, seasonal um, uh, concern uh, about one month. Uh, so the, 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 the point will be on the A for winter. Uh, everyone hope that the producer will have enough A for the winter and we hope the winter will not be too long. And these decisions um, in, in terms of how to approach 
disruptions uh, such as uh, the one you described in August, those are decisions made by the cooperatives, correct? They plan mm-hmm. that yes. together. They figure that out. Yes. Right. So, and those are the, so, um, and so the farmer and uh, the fruitier, like the whole system, the whole chain is cooperating in, in these decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, uh, a PDO cheese has to do with nature. We can't mm-hmm. go against nature. So we have to adapt anyway. I think that is the perfect way to end this interview, this conversation, <laughs> because those are very true words that we all need to live by and remember. And um, I really appreciate you spending some time with us uh, and uh, teaching us all about Comte and encouraging us all to come and visit you. And um, Jean-Louis, thank you for being here and telling us about the scholarship and its role in the uh, in the education of, of cheesemongers in the United States. And Aurelia, thank you again. I hope I get a chance to come back and see you at the Maison de Comte again. With pleasure. Thank, thank you, you. And everyone out there listening, thank you for joining us on Cutting the Curd. Be sure to visit us at Heritage Radio Network and on our Instagram Uh, pages. We have uh, links posted to the different um, uh, the different things we talked about today, including how to apply for the scholarship with Comte USA. And um, we'll share links to the Maison de Comte. And we look forward to seeing you back here at Cutting the Curd again sometime soon. Cutting the Curd is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetwork.org slash subscribe.